0: My fellow Americans, Friday, April 13th, 2018, a day which will live in infamy. Today, the Dallas Cowboys football organization did the unthinkable. A move so bullshitty and so heinous that I can barely bring myself to speak the words verbally, therefore bringing them into objective reality. Today, just before noon, Des Bryant was released from the Dallas Cowboys after eight of the most successful seasons in the history of the wide receiver position for this franchise. This is Andy Gatelli and Ben Walker for Boys Will Be Boys. Ben, how are you holding up?
1: I can't believe this is real. I can't believe this is where we're at. Like, I've... I, I had a long day of work, and I saw the news. And at first, it was the headline, expected to be released. And I was like, well, okay. Expect. It. And then it happens. And I'm sitting here looking, and... He's gone. He's gone. Des Bryant, Mr. Dallas Cowboy. When you think of Dallas Cowboys, off the top of your head, Andy, who do you think of? Go. Des Bryant. And 88.
0: The X Factor.
1: We released him. And no, we didn't do it before free agency. That would have given him enough time to sign with a great team. You know, uh, all out in Orlando Skandrick. No, we didn't do it when we signed Alan Hearns. We do it. April 13th, with no urgency, after half these teams have already gobbled up all the money and given the all-time leading receiver in
0: touchdowns, in this franchise, the streets. And it just kind of kept getting worse. So we find out Dez is released. and, And I think people's initial thought was, okay, they tried to get him to take a pay cut, and he said no. And... They had to do it. Turn, come to find out, Dez offered to play for, pay for less. He offered to pretty much do anything to stay on this team. There was almost no discussion. The Cowboys did not offer him a pay cut. They did not offer to turn his salary into incentives. There was none of that. This was an execution. Dez Bryant walked into Jerry Jones' office today, and after almost a decade of being the only true intimidation factor on the receiving end of the Dallas Cowboys offense, he's shown the door. And I got I to tell you, Ben, the cupboard is fucking bare at this point. The cupboard is bare. This team's going to roll out. There's two scenarios here. Best case scenario, we roll out week one, With a rookie who we draft, Terrence Williams, who has somehow lasted longer on this team than Des Bryant Uh, uh, and Alan Hearns, as well as Cole Beasley and Switzer, but they're slot guys, so I'm not including them in that discussion. Or we roll out there with Terrence Williams as our one. And I'm already hearing all this shit, we talked about this last time on the pod, but These people that are like, oh, no, dude, uh, Hearns is a number one. This guy's a fucking number four from Jacksonville, okay? This is the Bryce Butler of Jacksonville.
1: I'm about as high as Alan Hearns as anybody um, who's gotten him really just because of one year of fantasy football, and he's from the U. But this dude was clearly behind Alan Robinson. Then they pay him. Then Marquise Lee comes along, kind of starts stealing his role. And then they draft D.D. Westbrook. Who would have stolen his role had Hearns or had Westbrook not been hurt? So, yeah, at
0: best the three, probably the four. In and then they let him walk and they then they get Dante Moncrief, who they decide is better than him. Then, for those who think this is a number one receiver, Sammy Watkins, who was trash last year in LA, got a $16 million deal. Hearns is getting a $6 million deal. That's what he's worth. He's getting Terrence Williams' money. Jarvis Landry just got five from 75. $15 for Jarvis Landry. Six for Hearns. This is not a starting wide receiver. This is not a starting wide receiver. He's a third of a starting wide receiver. Well, I've said this, and this has always been my argument
1: against why two months ago I thought this story was bullshit. I honestly thought Absolutely. it had a, a 20%, no, not, uh, I, let me go back, a 5% likelihood of that being true. It was that that asinine to me that Des Bryant would not be on the Dallas Cowboys in 2018. And the rumors kept growing. Tom kept going, and we're getting these cryptic ass fucking reports from Stephen Jones, who keeps giving Des Bryant these public haircuts, keeps using words like distraction. Keeps using words like, "Well, we'll just have to evaluate." You know, the production's not there.
0: And I'm talking about a guy who came out, went out there, and put up 400 yards and didn't score a TD. Dude put up 870 and six touchdowns. It's not great. It's not. This Des is Bryant. my point.
1: If you're going to cut him, and you know you're going to cut him for performance-related issues or team distraction or whatever reason, or you Dak Prescott didn't want him there. We'll get into that. Whatever your reason is, you do that two months ago where the money you save from that move can be used on, I don't know, guys like the honey badger Tyron Matthew or Nadamika Sue or Sammy Watkins or pick a motherfucking free agent big name Richard Sherman that went to another team. And no, you wait till all these guys get locked up into new deals and then you give your. Star receiver, the road. And I've heard
0: two theories on that. One is that Dallas looked around and saw a lot of NFC teams playing in the wide receiver space, and they didn't want to cut Dez where they might have to see him, which is going to bite them in the ass because now Dez is angry, and he's going to go take a $14 contract to play for New York and kill us. Deservedly so. The other theory is that The same guys that ended up pushing Dez out were pushing for him to be cut a while ago, and Jerry Jones played defense for months until this morning, where Jerry was finally forced to allow Dez to leave. I truly
1: believe that this wasn't a... This was a non-Jerry move. I mean, so, so let's get into speculation. Dez is gone. There's been reports and rumors for weeks. Who's... Who's your hunch, Andy? Who's the headpin of this? Who was the driving factor that wanted Des
0: gone? I think he provides a convenient scapegoat for Scott Linehan. I think that Scott Linehan has taken a ton of heat for how shitty the offense performed last year. And he was able to be like, well, my number one receiver is a distraction and didn't perform. And he's got this highlight reel probably put together of the drops Des had, the interceptions Des had. But I'll tell you something about that. And I'll go back to who I think was involved in this conspiracy in a moment, but I went and watched Dez's highlight tape today from 2017. The good plays, the plays Dez made this year were so much harder than the plays he had to make back in 2014 because the passes are not as good. And that's just a fact. Go watch him. He's having to reach behind him. The balls are not thrown in the right position. The back shoulder fades are hitting him in the chest when he turns around so that they're not away from the defender. Like, the fact is, Dez did worse because Dak is not as good as Tony Romo. And did you see any of the catches
1: that Dez made? Is there another receiver on the roster you feel comfortable making any of those plays?
0: Hell no. I would invite everyone. Go look at the mossing touchdown he caught versus the Redskins where he leapt over the corner and had to twist backwards because the ball was thrown above and behind him. There's no one on this team that can make that catch in practice, much less a game. Go look at his play against the
1: Cardinals where Patrick Patterson is on him, and he shakes him so hard that Patrick Patterson's ankles break, and then he rams into
0: two other defenders, and pushes the pile. and he drags speeds. like five guys into the end zone with him during that play. How about the play during the Broncos game where Dez jukes to leave on a double move so hard that Akib falls over and Dak just doesn't see him. So Dez is running 15 yards wide open with his hand in the air while Dak throws a three-yard out to Cole Beasley. Man, I...
1: I don't even want to like I'm not even saying Dez was perfect last year and if you want to say overpaid fine make that argument my problem is what are you doing with that money what what is your plan the only like this is in a TO situation where he's such a a big de facto in the huddle and the unless they think it is there's no logic about overpaid
0: if we're worried about overpaid what is Tyron Crawford still doing on this team what is Jason Witten still doing on this team? Agreed. Completely and agree. And I love both of them, or at and least get, love Witten. Like, Witten, Witten it hasn't had production reasonable for a starting tight end in three years, but you don't hear anyone calling for this guy's head. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Bottom so line back, to- back to who was involved in this thing. I, I go Scott. And then I got to think, and that's a good transition, because I think that Witten was one of those guys. I think Witten, Dak, and Scott were at the heart of this thing.
1: I struggle with Witten because I just have never seen Witten be a super vocal guy. So I think if they maybe asked Witten's opinion on Dez, he maybe gave it. I just can't. Witten is such a professional, I can't see him pushing anyone out. I just can't. I don't care if he hated the guy. I don't care if he hated T.O. I just, and I'm not trying to have a circle jerk about how great a dude Jason Witten is. I just, that seems uncharacteristic of him. If he was asked what he thought about Dez and he replied honestly, okay, that's one thing. But I can't see him being the
0: guy going, we need him off this roster. No, but I do think that his opinion matters more than a lot of people's. And so if if Witten was like, yeah, man, I think, it. you know, the, the sideline shits a little much, and he's not, he's not out there killing it anymore. I think Dak is- carries more weight than maybe even a younger guy going after Dez. Yeah. And I- then Dak, you know, Dak, and I'm doing this by process of elimination. Today we've watched on social media as pretty much every player on the Cowboys has come out and put up a big, elaborate post about how so, so amazing me, Dez Bryant is, how much they love the guy, what a monster he was, what a superstar he was, encouraging people to support Des before the decision was made. You've seen players on other teams out here recruiting Des. They all know how dangerous this guy is, how much passion he brings to the game. Dak Prescott completely silent.
1: I want to say this, too, going going to that point. Uh, I just want to read some of these for, for fans who who may not be on Twitter or uh, just haven't seen it. So first one of the day I saw Jordan Lewis uh, rookie DB last year, second year. I can't say I've been up against many wider series with your passion at Des Bryant. I know you'll do your thing. Retweeted by Cheeto Awuzie big facts. 100 Keep me on my toes about my game on and off the field. You going to be solid G at Des Bryant. Des retweeted both. Um, I've seen uh, Tank Lawrence post um, about how he loves. I saw Jalen Smith say, Big bro, solid forever, 100 the realist at Des Bryant, Charles Tapper. So this is basically the entire defense. Russell Okung, who was a former Okie State teammate. I forget where he's playing now, but left tackle somewhere in the league. Cold-blooded to Des Bryant so late in the season. Shows you where the team allegiances really are. Yep. Um, so basically the whole defense. I've seen Byron Jones – um, and I can't find his. Even Bryce Butler, who I actually didn't think was very cool with Des, came out today and said, "Glad I could wear the star with you, man." Des Bryant, like we spoke today on the phone, you my brother, bye uh, bye. Taco Charlton shaking my damn head, straight BS. Forever, my brother, Des Bryant. You kept it real with me from day one, and that's one hundred. So. Pretty much, even Alan Hearns, who just joined the team, tweeted, would have loved to line up with your
0: man, but God must have bigger plans. Go ball out, fam. And then Alan Hearns was asked if he would like to wear number 88. Whoever gave, who, who asked him that question? Go, Let's go there. I, that I don't know. What I do know is that he had to answer that question in a post. Now, I don't know if he was just responding to people on on Twitter, if he was asked by someone on the team if he wanted to wear 88 because it's his former number. That is the most disrespectful shit I've ever heard of. 88 on this team. There are a couple numbers in sports, man. Seven on Manchester United. 88 on Dallas. 23 in the NBA. (laughs) Like, yeah, the 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 legacy that comes with 88 99 for Gretzky and hockey yeah, absolutely There's pearson pearson and irvin were cowboys their entire careers and they retired as 88 and no one was allowed to touch that shit until they decided you know who the next guy would be Until was gi- get yeah that's true and des was gifted that shit at the at his first training camp Michael he, Irvin came up and gave him 88. And he bought 88 those 88. Yeah. And now, for the first time, someone who wore a prominent 88 in Dallas history, someone who is at the round table of 88s, is going to go play somewhere else and has been disrespected by the team. There's not even a thank you so much for all you did for the team kind of shit from the team itself. They're not putting up billboards outside the star that are like thank you so much Des Bryant we'll miss you. It's really kind of heinous to me. It's really outrageous. I I can't believe this has to
1: this has uh, you said Linehan, and I said Jason Garrett's fingerprints have to be all over
0: this. Oh yeah. He provide I mean Des provides a very easy Scapegoat for the shortcomings of this coaching staff, which we have covered at
1: length. I can almost forgive Steven for doing it because I think Steven's just a money dude. Bottom line, Steven wants production for as little as pay. He's a GM. They're cutthroat. I can get that. Yeah. But if you want to keep that guy, that comes to your coaching staff and probably your quarterback. I'll say I'll say I don't know if Dak threw Des under the bus. I don't know if that happened, but I'll say this right now Dak Prescott wanted Des Bryant on this team, he'd be on the team. He'd be on the team. If D- and if, I, I don't if, think you can dispute that. I don't think you can dispute the fact that if Dak Prescott walked into that room and said, do not cut 88, that's my number one wide receiver, what the hell are you doing that they would cut 88?
0: And I got to say, man, with no plan, it feels really dumb.
1: Well, we basically
0: just broadcasted to
1: the world what we're going to have to do in the draft. Like, If we don't take a receiver in the first two rounds— uh, and I'm not even, that's not even going to fix the problem this year, but at least has a chance
0: in the future. Well, and let's be real, man. There isn't a Des Bryant in this year's draft. There Doubt. isn't an AJ Doubt. Green. There isn't a Julio Jones, a Calvin Johnson, a Mike Evans. I'm not saying that no player can develop into that, but there's certainly no prospects where you look at them and you're like, that guy's going to be a 10 year all pro, pro bowler type guy. The number one wide receiver in this draft is pretty much undisputedly Calvin Ridley. And Calvin Ridley is going to be 24 by the time he steps on an NFL field, and he's got questions. And he's not going to go... I mean, there's plenty of mock drafts that don't have that guy going in the top 10. And
1: that's weird. If a receiver's elite enough, he's going top 10 nowadays. I mean, yeah. fuck there, too. Like, John Ross went number nine last year. And uh, what's his face? of The Chargers. Mike Williams. Like if you're an elite enough receiver, you're going high. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm baffled by this move. Not only because I, I just love Des Bryant more than any player on this team. I think we lose an identity. I think when people, as I said, think Dallas Cowboys, I think they think Des, I mean, there's a reason there's a guy who LeBron will tweet at and talk to. There's a reason Chris Paul will come to games. There's a reason, um, Opposing players, all pros on other teams, there's guys they go talk to, and it's Dez Bryant. And you yeah, lost that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't have anyone on this team. I mean, and this isn't important, right? Like, you're going to have plenty of people who like, it doesn't matter how, how cool a guy Dude. is. But, but it does. It does. One, it does. But two, there's no one on this team that anyone's afraid of. Okay? Like, yes, you can run the ball with Zeke. But you know what? Dez was taking. A, Dez made sure that you had to have a safety over the top, that your corner had to be over there, making sure Dez was covered. Now, Zeke's going to be seeing stacked boxes 24 by seven. You can expect Zeke to have a tougher time. Zeke has already shown up not in the best of shape last year. He's had his own troubles. You're pinning now the entire hopes of the franchise. On a guy that is a question mark.
1: Well, this is their big, this is their big gamble because Tony Romo is gone, Dez Bryant is gone, Demarcus Ware is gone. The only thing left from that real era, the common thread outside of Old Man Witten, is Jason Garrett. I mean, this is his last shop, and I, if Jerry's able to cut Dez to his face, I guarantee you he, he can do it to to, to Jason. Agreed.
0: Well, I'll say this, man. Like, if you, if you have, if this is like two years ago, right? Like, it's Dak and Zeke's rookie year, and you got them for four years on rookie deals. The line's a little bit younger, and Dez has not performed in a couple seasons, and you want to cut him and start over fresh when they're young. I still don't like it, but it makes sense. We don't have years to burn. We don't have we're, – we're staring down the barrel of having to re-sign a starting quarterback and one of the top five running backs in the league. That's going to be insanely expensive. So we don't have like, – you want well, to maximize the success mention you have the money you have these guys on their rookie
1: deals. This entire O-line that you're paying big money to uh, you're gonna have to give Tank. You tagged him. You're probably gonna have to give him somewhere around fifteen, seventeen, eighteen million a year if he balls out again. Yep.
0: So, I don't know. Uh, and, you're paying, and you're paying Des Bryant eight million dollars next season to play against you. I. This would be like the
1: Arizona Cardinals cutting ties with Larry Fitzgerald. Like I. I'm, st- I'm stunned by this. I mean, at least the Seahawks, I, th- I think Richard Sherman's a, a pretty good parallel. A very vocal guy's, caused some antics, and I actually think Richard Sherman's caused way more disruptions than Des Bryant ever did because Richard Sherman would literally talk shit about their team in public. Dez has always backed his team. What he does behind doors, maybe get on coaches, fine, but Richard Sherman was a problem child but still beloved, brought him a Super Bowl. And they still gave Richard Sherman the fucking respect of cutting him the first day of free agency so he could go out and find a team. Let me,
0: let me say, it's interesting you bring up Larry Fitzgerald. Let me, let me say something. Larry Fitzgerald was 34 years old. When Larry Fitzgerald was 29, he had a season where he had 798 yards and four touchdowns. Pretty bad. Huh. However, they did not cut him. The next year, he had 784 yards and two touchdowns. Pretty bad. And then he's 31 at that point. Like, oh, man, maybe you should get rid of this guy. Instead, because he's a fucking legend, they keep him. And at 32, he puts up 109 catches for 1,215 yards and nine touchdowns. At 33, he puts up 107 catches for 1,023 yards and six touchdowns. And then last year at 34, he puts up 109 catches for 1,156 yards and six touchdowns. So, will Dez ever put up 1,400 yards and 16 touchdowns again? That's a debatable pro- prospect. Probably not. But could Dez easily go out there and put up 1,100 yards and 10 TDs? Absolutely. fucking Absolutely. And we're going to feel real dumb when we're rolling out there with Terrence Williams at number one. And he puts up worse stats than what Des did this year. Easily. Uh, Terrence Williams with number one corners on him. And Alan Hearns, too.
1: Like a guy that Jacksonville felt okay letting go because they had three other receivers. And I don't even dislike Hearns. I like him as a two, but you're going to have no number one next year. And even people want to say Des Bryant wasn't number one.
0: <laughs> well, he sure as hell is more than whoever you're putting out there next year now. Yeah. Even if you get the number one receiver in the draft, which you probably won't, we're picking at 19. See,
1: what rookie receivers had a stud year since Randy Moss. It's like the best you can hope for is a Mari Cooper. Okay. Odell. Yeah, you're right. Odell had a stud. The best your hope probably can expect is a Mari Cooper. Yeah. Who was, like 900 yards, maybe 1,000 yards?
0: Yeah. So basically, at best, you're looking at a very young, exact same production as what Dents did last year. Because if we, if we draft a rookie and he goes out there and he puts up 869 yards and six touchdowns, we'll be overjoyed. How can you expect
1: your quarterback to grow when you take away his best weapon? And a quarterback that we have question marks about. I mean, this is such a gamble by Dallas.
0: It's, you know, I saw a comment today, and normally I don't read Twitter comments because it's just the Cancer. worst fucking place ever. But this, this honestly, uh, I don't disagree with this all the way. They don't care about winning. They could have had any of Sue, Matthew, Sheldon Richardson, Mo Wilkerson with the money saved by cutting Dez. Instead, we get bottom-of-the-barrel players and get to pay Dez $8 million to play against us. Garbage franchise. Where's he wrong? Where's this guy incorrect? I read today that Dallas took a look at Honey Badger and said that he wouldn't fit our system because you viewed him as a nickel guy. Like, I hope our
1: scouts are right.
0: Yeah, one, I hope the scouts are right. Two... You think Jeff Heath is a starting safety and Honey Badger's a nickel guy? You think that Jeff Heath is not a situational player? He's just a 24-by-7 hard hitter. He's out there executing dudes on the field? Come on. Wake up. And now this team has gutted itself. It has, they have no heart. There is no emotional center of this team.
1: Yeah, I know some people have always had that problem with guy who leads by emotion. Okay, well... Um, you don't have that now. You don't have that problem. You're going to look at a very bland team next year. Andy got rid of Skandrick, who's probably the dog on the defensive side of the ball. Not that I had a problem with that decision. I'm just saying, who who's the emotional center of that team now? Yeah, is that? Uh, let me ask this to you, Andy. This is the other comparison I've heard. Um, so Cam Newton gets to Carolina, right? They have a very fiery, very Iconic player in Steve Smith, very similar to Des, except he never punched the guy in the face. They decide to part ways with Steve Smith in order to allow Cam Newton to grow into the leadership role because they felt he never could with Steve Smith there. Do you see any parallels
0: to that thinking or just talk about that a little? I mean... I just don't – I think Dez is so much more positive than Steve Smith was. Like you watch 2016 tape and you see Dez on the sidelines being like, Dak for president, that boy Dak, he deadly now. Like all this like no one – like Dez was intense for sure, but he was intensely supportive in his belief of their abilities. When you might like, you would see these things where Dez like screaming on the sideline, and then they'd mic him up, and he'd be like, "Come on, Tony, we're the best in the league at that. That's us. We're the best in the league at that, Tony." Like, this was not a guy who was like, "I don't think he was suffocating anyone's ability to lead." I really don't. I do think that there were times where, when he was frustrated, he was probably he probably let that wander into a, a little bit of chaos territory. But, man, for the most part, I have to think that having a guy that played that hard only helped. To have a guy in training camp that's out there playing like it's the Super Bowl only helped. I mean, when, when the lights were brightest, Des Bryant came up huge. In that playoff game that we lost against Green Bay in 2016, Des put up 100-plus and two touchdowns. In 2014, when we went to the playoffs on fourth down, or third down and long, Des makes a stupendous catch that the NFL has had to since go back and rule a catch. But he won 42, that game for us, yeah. He won that game for us. So his legacy is so different, him and Tony, if he, if that, if that's called correctly, it really is. Yeah, I think really. it broke him. I think it broke Des Bryant. I really do. I think that. And I'm not saying
1: Dez isn't even a head case, but he's so anyone you on your team. Like, I just, I,
0: my big problem with be this. be evidenced by the people that line up to sign him. I mean, Dez is going to field a dozen offers in 48 hours.
1: And he wants revenge. If you haven't seen his Twitter, his first thing that apparently told Parting Cowboys and Parting Media on the way out was, I'm going to see y'all twice next year. Yeah, twice. Meaning he's inferring
0: he wants to sign with a division rival and come get this ass. If we are lucky, he will sign with like Green Bay or the Patriots, someone that we we will not see. Don't even speak into existence him on Green Bay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If that's if we're lucky, that's the good scenario. The bad scenario is he takes a haircut on salary and goes to the Giants or the Eagles or the Redskins for cheap and he lights us up. For multiple touchdowns. Because you know what? I've watched training camp every year that Des Bryant has been on this team. There is no corner on this team that can cover Des Bryant. He makes mincemeat of the secondary on this franchise. And he will line up across from Byron Jones. And he'll be like, hey, Byron, you still twitching to the left a little bit? How's that leg, dog? Like He knows these guys inside and out. Josh Norman and Orlando Skandrick have already
1: attempted to recruit him to Washington. Everyone thinks about that Norman and him beef. The reason there's beef there is because of the immense amount of respect those two dudes have and the way they compete with each other. Like this guy is, you don't have a dog no more. You think when Richard Sherman or, or Josh Norman gets in someone's face and it's Terrence Williams or Alan Hearns,
0: that they're going to react at all to that. Dude they're going to be able to seriously single cover every single receiver on the field. And then Zeke's going to have two extra guys. And it ain't like Dak's a pinpoint passer, bro. No. And it's not like Scott's going to scheme these guys open. So instead of fixing the problem, instead of cutting Scott Linehan, instead of, Letting like seeing if Dak can get up to to the level where he needs to be to make it work. Because it's weird. It's not like everyone on the team played really well, and Des didn't. And so they're like, "Wow, Des sucks." The whole everyone played. Red. Yeah, they all played terrible. And then we cut Des Bryant, who well, is my my the only lethal I, weapon.
1: I keep going back to this, which I would disagree with, but at least if you decide because you have multiple months, Andy, before free agency begins. If you and your coaches have gotten together and GM and scouting decided, hey, you know what? Des Bryant's about to be 30 next year. His production doesn't really match the contract we're paying him. We have a new regime. Tony's gone. Let's go ahead and cut ties with him. Then do that in February. Why do you wait till April 13th to make that
0: decision unless you are a terribly run organization. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think there's an internal tug of war. I don't think it was an organized. I don't think there was any master plan there. I think they fought about it and, they- and it's bitten them and Dez in the ass. And really it's going to bite us in the ass because Dez isn't going to lose that much. I mean, Dez has an $8 million cushion from us. So even if he doesn't play next year anyway. by the way, we have the second most dead money in the NFL heading yeah, into this year. Yeah, him. Super cool. So he has the that cushion. He's got 100 teams that want him to come play. He'll go somewhere and kill it. Meanwhile. I hope he, he has, does.
1: Let me get this on the record, Andy. I hope he does. If they play, if we play whatever team Des Bryant goes to week one, Part of me hopes he not even part of me, all of me hopes he torches us. Yeah. I don't even give a shit if we win. I would rather Lenahan and Dak and whoever's anti-des and that take egg in the fucking face and Des
0: Bryant go off for 130 and two TDs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, it's gonna like like I told people before, like when I had all these people being like, we can get rid of Des Bryant, it's not a big deal. We have Alan Hearns now. It's going to be really, really (laughs) shitty when they start stuffing Zeke because they got extra guys in the box and we're trying to throw five-yard fucking outs to Cole and Terrence and Hurts. Linehan and Dak better hope
1: that Zeke Elliott just has a Walter Payton, Adrian Peterson, Prime, Emmitt Smith season. But
0: you can't win just by doing that. Like, Yeah. yeah. The, the Vikings weren't good when Adrian Peterson rushed for like almost 2,000 yards. Like You're only – you're only,
1: the only success we've seen him doing that is if you can do what Jacksonville did last year and they had the number one defense in the league. And I don't think – as much improvements as we're making there, we ain't Jacksonville yet.
0: No. It, even if Zeke goes off for like some insane number of yards, you can't throw the ball. I mean – what made that Cowboys offense really good in 2014 was that, yes, DeMarco Murray ran, rushed for 1,800 yards, but Tony was still a lethal passer, and he Dez Bryant caught 16 touchdowns. Romo like, led the league in QB rating, yeah, and Dez had
1: 16 TDs, led the season. Which, by the way, uh, Andy, you gave me these stats. Do you want to repeat just what Dez Bryant did in the last eight years?
0: Oh, as far as – so, yes, Dez Bryant has averaged – Nine point four touchdowns per year. Where's that rank? Where's that number rank? Number one. Oh, okay. Is number that good? One, it's pretty good. It's the best you can do. It's impossible to be ranked zero. The over the last three seasons, which is really the time frame that everyone has decided he's the worst player ever, uh, Dez is the tenth ranked touchdown catcher on earth, and the the
1: and he missed like six eight games, huh?
0: Yeah. And the 10th highest paid wide receiver. So the whole he's overpaid thing, not really holding up as far as the even
1: if goes. he was, you have the cap room. This isn't a DeMarcus Ware situation where they literally cut Ware because if they didn't, they didn't have the money to sign their rookie draft picks. You have the money. You could have cut Cole Beasley to say four mil, and that wouldn't hurt my feelings. You could have, well, Tita. Weirdly enough, with his contract, you don't really save money because
0: it's but fucking. We're, we're just not getting it. You like, could have got Tyrone Crawford. Only subtraction. Like, unless you really believe the only way this works is if you truly believe that having Dez on the field is a negative. Like, having him on the field actively hurts the team. The which, only comparison,
1: yeah, like a, a TO or. Like an A-Rod in the Rangers when they rod was the best player in the league and the Rangers said, yeah, we just don't like you. And they got rid of him and won 10 more games. That is literally the only comparison. And Des isn't a cancer. Like, look how many people have reached out to him. Um, I just want to bring this up because you won't see it on Twitter, so I want you to take my word for it. Um, I was recently, you know, looking through, and Cole Beasley got asked by some fan, I guess, you know, you don't even have the time to uh, – Shout out, you know, say anything good about Dez because I don't need to get on social media to validate how I feel about Dez. Dez knows that 100 goes besides. I don't want to get in trouble for what I might say. And then Cole deleted those tweets.
0: Oh, how about this? Jerry Jones was asked about the concept of offering Dez Bryant a pay cut. Jerry said he thought that that concept was insulting and therefore never offered it to Dez Bryant. Is that more or less insulting than firing a guy?
1: That's some Jerry Salesman bullshit right there. (laughs) God. Hey, we, we like you so much, we'd rather just release you than even insult you by giving you less money.
0: Just so insane, man. I just I just really don't even know where to go from here. Um I really think that there's a really good chance that this team completely collapses this year. I think that this will be very detrimental. I think there's about five people that are happy about this on the Cowboys. And I think that the vast majority of the squad is very upset. And I think that they know that they're less lethal now. And I think they know that they don't have someone that can break a game open at any given moment. There isn't someone who's dangerous. And I think that there's a good chance the Cowboys win six games. A part of me hopes they do. I don't want this group to be proved right. Agreed. Um, and if we lose six if we win six games, I really hope that means this is the end of Jason Garrett. I really do. I'm done with Jason Garrett. I've been done.
1: I mean, I'm a tech fan. I don't I don't want to take it. I'm more done with Jason than I am with Cliff. Like I agreed. Agreed. I tried. I have tried the Jason Garrett.
0: I've defended Jason Garrett. I really have. only thing he does is build a good culture. No, and he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He just gutted the entire culture. He just gutted the entire culture. All that, we're going to win together. We're going to build this family. We're going to have each other's backs. We're going to fight through adversity. All that shit is gone. You just took the poster child for everything you claim to stand for and kicked him to the curb without so much as a thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's a joke. Oh. I just
1: want to get this out. Um, Dez sat down with Jane Slater um, of NFL Network. Uh, she's the Cowboys kind of beat, I don't know, beat reporter is the right word, but covers the Cowboys. Um, and Dez being Dez is super honest, Andy. Has Dez ever sugarcoated anything? Nope. Um, He had a couple interesting things that I thought he said in there that uh, we've sort of discussed, but I just want to read them out. So uh, Dez was basically asked uh, that there are people who say teammates helped make this decision. And Dez's response was, I believe Garrett's guys worked against me. I won't put names out there. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. I'm not going to do that. You never win ball games by doing that. I understand this is a business, but at the end of the day, we're a football team. My reputation, my name, Des Bryant. How many times have I proved the world? I'm nothing that someone is saying. I am who I am. I care for people. I like to see people happy. I like to see people succeed. Um, That Garrett's guys worked against me comment. And we were kind of foreshadowed or talked about this earlier. Player-wise, if it's anyone that has enough pull with this team, and I've seen all the DBs that have tweeted at Des, that leads me to seeing it can only be offense. And who yeah. are the offensive guys? And I saw Cole posted his good world, so it really leads to me as the O-line, Dak, Witten, and Zeke. And I'm not sure who it is in that group. I can't really see it being Zeke. I mean, it could, but yeah, that that would be weird. Like I said, it's got to be some combination of Dak and Witten, and and I like both those guys, but man, if they're getting worn thin of Des Bryant's antics, like then fucking play better. Like I don't know, dude. I just it irks me so much. It irks me so much. There's not been a decision in the last twenty years that we've made that has upset me as much as this. And I mean like bad draft picks. I mean like even Tony retiring hurt, but Tony took kind of gave us the bailout there. Like this is trash. And when Tony
0: when Tony retired, there was a plan. Yeah, you had the future. Tony retired because you had the next guy. If you were if you had decided that Des Bryant was done, then you need to have the next guy guy on the even team. Even when you rid of T.O., you
1: had Miles Austin and Roy Williams, who I don't think were great, but they were at least a plan. Yes. Where's your plan? Like, I even if they, I guess draft a first-round rookie, and if you don't
0: do that, I have no idea what they're doing. You know, I hope it wasn't Zeke. You know, Zeke's Zeke's banner picture on Twitter is him and Dez together. So I'm hoping that they're, they were close enough to where that didn't happen.
1: I just don't see Zeke giving, I just don't see the organization
0: listening to Zeke after no. all the shit he's pulled, I think Zeke's well, you kind know of in his own Dak, zone. I could see Dak being surrounded by people that are like, dude, the reason you weren't as good is because Des drops some balls. That's why you did worse. Des well, Bryant's a problem. This. He's taking Dak, over. He's trying to be the leader of the team. It's your team.
1: There's not a shred of doubt in me that Dak Prescott got asked what he thinks of Des Bryant
0: by someone, whether it was Jason, whether it was Steven, whether it was both, whether it was Lenahan. Dak and like Prescott. you said, if he had and if he had said, "Hey, whatever, I don't care what it takes," eighty-eight stays here. We still have Des Bryant today. I agree, and that's why
1: I'll say this about Dak. I hope he answered truthfully. And if he really feels that way, for better or worse, I guess it's better because. The only like slight argument I can make, Andy, is if there's really this big division on the team, and you bring Des back, then you really are just fracturing the whole team. But yeah, uh, it almost seems like you have cut off your
0: own head. Like <laughs> yeah, there's really there's really no. Uh, well. The draft becomes a little more interesting. So we will have to see, you know, the Cowboys have pretty much met with every single receiver in the draft. Yes. Um, we can expect to see one joining us the first couple of days. Um, hopefully it's someone good. Hopefully it's Ridley or Washington or, um, you know, maybe DJ more is the guy we'll see what happens. Um, today is a sad day for Cowboys fans. Um, i
1: sad, man. I I feel more.
0: I feel hurt, man. I do. I feel hurt. This is this, like, was, I, this was
1: very personal for me. This is the worst I felt about the Dallas Cowboys in a long time. Yeah, like I I honestly don't know if I saw Dez line up against us, who I'd be rooting harder for us or I I don't even think so. right now in my emotional state, I, I would 100% want Dez to beat us on whatever team he's
0: on. I totally agree with you. Totally and agree. I've
1: never ever felt that for anyone. So,
0: yeah, like when DeMarco left, it was goodbye. It was when, when D Ware left, it was best of luck, but okay. Even when Tony had to leave, like we said, it was like there was a plan. He had, you know, he had played, he had been injured been a bunch tough of times. To see
1: him in a new uniform, I'll say that. And sure. I would have rooted for Tony,
0: but we're going to, it's going to be weird seeing Des in a new but uniform. But if they had cut Tony, that we would probably be in a similar situation. But this one's really shitty. This one's really, really shitty. So well. Oh. So guys, I think that about covers our feelings on today. It was very shitty. Um, it's probably gonna take a while to get over this one. Um, you know, I, I think we're probably about as devoted fans of this franchise as anyone you'll ever meet, and today. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a Dez Bryant fan and I'm very pissed off. Well so said, man. Well we're going to, we're going to find out real quick how smart Will McClay and Steven Jones and everyone that makes the decisions and makes the money are, because this seems really fucking questionable. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, we will still have our uh, draft preview show. Obviously the, uh, the stakes have been raised a little bit on that one, so we'll go in depth on on the wide receiver position. Um, we'll give you guys some breakdowns. We'll probably watch some film, give you guys some uh, some previews on who we who we would like to take out of that group, um, and you know we'll probably need to discuss where Des Bryan ends up because um, there's a good chance that by the time we get back on the air for the draft, he will be playing in a new uniform. So, uh, the final thoughts, Ben. Um,
1: You know, just I'm going to stay to shock. I really have never disliked a move that we've made more as an organization. And yeah. even if I'm proven wrong, I still don't think I'll be happy about it. I'd rather Dez Bryant play poorly in a Cowboys uniform than play in any other team's uniform. Well said.
0: Because Dez has earned that to me. Dez has earned that. I don't think there's anyone on the planet who cared more about Des rep the star
1: more than than anyone. Des Des, while we love Des, is Des felt. You could tell Des felt the losses the way we felt the losses. Des felt the pain we felt the pain. Des wanted the win the way we wanted the win. Des was a fan of the team he was on,
0: and you don't always get that from people. Agreed. Oh, so that's it guys. If, uh, if you have any thoughts of your own, feel free to leave them as comments on the Twitter. We'll be posting this episode. We'll probably be posting a bunch of angry shit about this for weeks to come. Um, we've already tweeted at Des giving our, our feelings and thanking him for his service to the team, uh, from the boys will be boys Twitter account. Um, and as usual guys, like, and subscribe. Uh, we need, uh, we need the feedback in this time of, uh, of trial here as we give up one of the greatest Cowboys to ever play the game.
1: Um, Signard Des Bryant. Thank you for the memories, man. You are in maybe my favorite Cowboy ever, at least in the top three. And uh, I'll miss you,
0: man. Yeah. Thanks. 88. Ah, very solemnly. This is boys will be boys. This is Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Take it easy.